Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Just yesterday, the first spring scrimmage took place, and we are continuing to learn so much about the practices taking place over the last couple days. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I'm your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, a quick word, as always, from our sponsors, Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis on every play, prop, point, at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four and championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. Bet Online, where the game starts. How's everybody doing? It's been it's been an interesting week. We've learned so much about this team over the last couple days. You're just rolling with me today. Rob and Nick could not be on the episode, so riding solo, but we're going to make it work, per usual. Um, yesterday was the first spring scrimmage of spring practice, and we kind of learned over the past two seasons with Gus how these kind of take place, what we can expect. Because when you hear scrimmage, a lot of fans specifically automatically assume scrimmages is they're going up and down. They're It's basically like a real game. But in these type of atmospheres, and especially with UCF football and how Gus runs his jump, it's a lot of situational type of football um, I know they started off with, you know, kickoffs, field goals, punt, return, stuff like that um, to get kind of game reps, if you might say. But you do still learn a lot. And Gus came out in the press conference and he even said, he said, it, it's a super amount of stuff that we're going to be able to look at and really learn a lot from our team. Now, it was very interesting listening to the press conference after the practice because you had Gus at one point saying it was pretty even. You know, defense had some turnovers, offense scored a lot. It was pretty even practice. But Traymond Morris Brash came out and he basically came out and said the offense scored a bunch on him. He said they were they were scoring touchdowns a lot. So I really listened the first couple days of practice and try to hear who has been those standouts. And we've been hearing kind of the same names. And I think it's very interesting some of the names we're hearing. And it's not so much on the offensive end. It's more so on the defensive side as guys that have really stood out. Um, And we'll get into some of those names. But we'll continue talking about the spring scrimmage really quick. I think we can all give credit to John Rice Plumley, And we're going to talk a little bit about that right now, about kind of what he's had to juggle. And I know a lot of fans, you know, listen, I agree with a lot of what people are saying. It's regardless of what you think about John Rice as the quarterback and what you believe is his ceiling as the starting quarterback for UCF, you cannot deny this man's heart, work ethic, drive, motivation. 
the fact that if you did the same schedule he did, and I know a lot of people say, oh, he's playing sports, like what's more fun than that? But you don't know the physical toll it takes on these players to go out and perform every single day, not just, you know, on the football field, but then you might have practice for football in the morning. Then you might have a night game for baseball. Then you have to wake up the next morning, go back to football practice, then have another series game with, with baseball. And it's going to be interesting because I think UCF has tried their best. And I think baseball and football are trying to work together as much as they can to make it serviceable for John Rice Plumley. I mean, they've, they, you, they moved the spring game uh, to the night. And it seems like they moved the baseball game back a little bit. And that was clearly to try and make sure that John Rice will be available to play in the spring game. But credit to him. I mean, and from what we've heard, he's been impressive in practice. And I will say in the clips that I have seen out of John Rice, he does look like a more polished version. Now, granted, it's practice and and we'll see when the time comes. But I think he has made improvements. And I think Darren Henshaw being the OC has really helped his progression um, and I think it'll only continue helping because as a quarterback himself, he can see things that others maybe just can't. And I think if John Rice is, is your is your guy, I think Darren Henshaw can get him there. Uh, so I'm really excited about him. Tommy, obviously, we heard great things out of Tommy today. Um, and, and that's great. That is great stuff to hear. Um, Gus, he, he mentioned the running backs and he talked about the running backs a little bit about how he's really impressed and he likes the depth at wide receiver too. So it was interesting when he said that, like, listen, he's going to have to look back at the film. He thought it was very even. He thought it was very down the middle. Traymond Morris Brash, though, he came out and he said, no, the offense beat our doors off today. We had a couple turnovers, but... And, and this has been a common theme with defenders this, see, this spring so far. Is you have to earn the right to rush the passer. You have to make sure you stop the run before you can rush the passer. You got to make sure that that everything is in line. And I think defense has some work to do, but they still cost some turnovers today. And the offense needs to clean that up. But defensively, I think that is great that he's holding the defense accountable. That's what I want to see out of Tremont Morris Brash is holding people accountable and saying, listen, we have to be better. I don't care how many times they scored. I don't care if they scored a field goal. We want to hold them to zero. We want to make sure we're on our P's and Q's consistently to make sure when we're going to the, when we get to that spring game and when we head to the summer, we're in a good position. Now, one of the things that a lot of fans and including me were worried about was you're having to you know flip over a couple stars on that defense. Um, safety was going to be a big question mark with Devon Wilson leaving. There, there's some big question marks, and there was some big question marks, but it kind of seems. Like, those question marks are getting filled in pretty quick. Jaira Wilson. We, ECU transfer, uh, is going to play safety for us. I think you can, you might as well write his name in starting safety spot. He, he's going to be there. Um, every single defensive player that has got up on the podium and spoke has mentioned his name. Uh, Jameric Morris. I mean, tr- uh, community college transfer coming, one of the top cornerback transfers in the country when it comes to um, community college, and we've heard he's popped. I think that's really good. I will say, not a lot of secondary talk when it comes to the corners. Uh, that's been a point that hasn't really been brought up too much, but we have heard that defensive line, Caven Call is a continuous name 
to keep an eye out on. And, and again, you like to hear that out of young guys especially. When veterans are bringing up young guys and saying, watch out for this guy. And what we've heard from Caven, Traymond said it. like He's not afraid to ask questions. And when he does, or when he's saying, oh, am I doing this right? It, it usually is right. So, again, we keep hearing that Caven Call is that type of guy. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what we can see out of him during the spring game. Uh, Jason DeColona, I've heard some good things out of him. Uh, Tremont Morris Brash mentioned Malachi Lawrence and said he's going to be a player. So, again, those are some of the names on the defense that keep an eye out on because you're probably going to know their name here, especially with the season coming up. The The thing that UCF has going for them, especially in the spring, and a lot of people are curious because of the depth. The depth was a positive for UCF last year, and I think there's no question. It, it really helped. Now going into this next season, depth has also been a plus in this spring. You have good quality depth. It's about figuring out how those pieces work, who should start, what does the entire picture look like. And Gus brought that up. At at his press conference, Gus said, the first week and the first couple practices is about install, then you come in the next day, you fix the problems you had from the day before, and then it's more install. And he said, this next week... In these next group of practices is about figuring out your identity. What works, what doesn't, what can we get better at, and what type of team are we? And I think he said, he even said it with the offense, like, and he openly admitted one of the things we want to do is throw the ball down the field more. And we've talked about that on this pod consistently is they're throwing the ball down the field. And that gets a lot of people excited. Now, they are missing uh, uh, Grable offensive tackle that in that he's probably your left tackle this year um he was last year that's and you miss him in the spring he'll be ready for the summer but a name I didn't think I would hear is Paul Rubel he's been on our team for like three years I believe Germany he's from Germany if I'm if I'm right 610 he is a beast and Traymond brought him up today and said He was already hard to get around, but he's really figuring it out. And he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. And that makes me excited. Because whenever you have an offensive lineman that's 6'10", I mean, boy, I'm excited. And and the offensive line, we all know. The offensive line has has its its question marks. Who's going to play center? Is it going to be Bula? Like, I think that would be an interesting uh, fit for center. I think... Coming from where he come from, uh, came from at Fresno State, I think what he did over there is it, 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 it. He, I think he can start at center, but figuring out how it all works is, is going to be the question. And I think now, new co-offensive coordinator Herb Hand. Now we get to hear from Herb. Uh, so I think those questions are going to be asked here very soon, and and we're going to find all that out. But uh, besides that, guys, that. That's all from this. We didn't get much. Now, hopefully they release some footage from this scrimmage so we can kind of have a good idea and see some of the, the plays that were made. But I'm liking what I'm hearing, especially on the offensive side of the ball, because it seems like the offense is kind of humming right now. Now, again, we all have to remember, we have to take everything that we hear with a grain of salt. They This team is going to be completely different in September than it is on March 29th, March 30th. 
there's going to be a lot of improvements. This team is not going to be the same it is in August, September. There will be new additions. There will be transfers that come in over the transfer window. There's a lot that can happen. There can be players that transfer out because they kind of see the writing on the wall and they see, I'm not going to be playing. There's a lot that can happen. The positives is we're hearing really good things about the direction of what the offense is going. And we could talk about the running backs too. I mean, again, I keep bringing up Traymond because he talked and he actually gave a lot of good insight. He he said, like, as a defense, it helps us because RJ is kind of a good mix of both, power and speed. Then you have a guy like Johnny. And Johnny is, good luck bringing him down. And then you have DeMarcus Bowman. He goes, he's kind of a mix of the two where it's speed and power. And then he, he said five, but Jordan McDonald, he just looks big. Like, Jordan McDonald, I think, is going to be a player for us very soon. Like, give it a year or two. But hearing that out of the running backs, that brings me great joy. Because I, I think that's probably the position group I'm looking forward to the most. And seeing how that they all work together and how we use the running backs. Um... And, hell, maybe even Randy Pittman with the tight ends. I mean, you have Alec Holler. Um, I think Randy Pittman can see some early playing time. I know I'm everywhere. We're all over the place. But that's where, with these, we don't really have much of a a, play, a play-by-play. We're, we're just going everything that we've heard, putting it all in, and, and trying to figure it all out. But I'm really excited about the offense, and I'm really intrigued to see what the defense, because it seems like the defensive guys really are loving what they're seeing and, and what's kind of the responsibility that they've been given this spring with the defense. And I think more power to them. I mean, clearly these guys, some of these guys are getting ready for the draft, and some of these guys are ready to get on the field. Nakai Martinez is one of them. Nakai Martinez came out and said, listen, I'm ready for a bigger role. Uh, last year, I sat behind, and I wasn't a leader, and I really listened and 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 really learned. And this year, I'm ready. I'm ready to take that next step, and I'm ready to be one of the guys. And I'm excited for Nakai. I think he's going to be a big time player for us. God, I sound like Gus Malzahn when I say that. Wow. Um, but I I truly do. I I'm really excited about Nakai, and uh, I think again, you have some guys on this defense that are really are are really going to step up, and I'm really excited to see where this defense can go. So, all in all. I'm really looking forward to next week to hear what more is said and where this team can go from here. I mean, again, it's all going to come down to quarterback play. So the more we hear out of the quarterbacks and how great they're doing and performing, the more I can sleep easy at night and see where this team is going to go. Because, listen, if John Rice is on his game or it's it's Tommy, watch out for the UCF Knights in the Big 12 in Season 1. Because the sky's the limit if we have good quarterback play. And we'll see what Darren Hinshaw can draw up. It's, it's sounding pretty good. All right. Um, UCF Pro Day was just a couple days ago. And I kind of want to give my thoughts because, you know, I think I love all the guys that, are, that participate in the Pro Day. I think, again, you obviously, for UCF's brand and for the players themselves, you want to see UCF guys go to the league. Um, Cole Schneider, I think he just got signed by the Birmingham Stallions. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I think Marlon Williams plays on that team too. So it's good to see, again, another UCF guy getting opportunities to still play football. But when I was looking, and we all are looking at the guys that participate in the pro day, and it's hard. And it's hard because I was like, okay, who do I see getting drafted? 
right? Who Who's going to get drafted out of this bunch? And I think we all agree Alex Ward is going to 100% get drafted. If he doesn't, I don't know what's up with this world. He's the best long, long snapper on the board. I mean, he's been the best long snapper in college for three years. So I think he definitely gets drafted. But I tried to think, and after the pro day, I want to see the numbers and and who kind of is performing the best out of out of the bunch. The one person I could see potentially getting drafted is Isaiah Bowser. Him at the pro day, he performed so well in his 40, his the bench press. I think he did 25 reps on the bench press, tied or, or the most by a running back or second most or whatever. Um, seeing how he kind of performed, I mean, he could be a late pick for a team. that. And listen, Bowser's a very interesting prospect. I mean, he's got the power, right? He He's an NFL-bodied running back. I think a team might take a chance on him, and that'd be great if we could get him drafted. And I think he will perform really well in the NFL, especially behind a good offensive line, I think, Isaiah Bowser can do some damage. With everybody else, it's it's hard. I, I I see there are guys. Sam Jackson, I think, is a NFL lineman. I think he is very talented. But there have been talented UCF linemen in the past that I thought for sure, for sure, would be NFL draft picks, and they weren't, and they're still not in the league. So it's really a toss-up. I'm proud of all the guys. I thought, like, Devon Wilson. I think Devon Wilson is an NFL-level prospect. He plays with a grit, a grittiness that you want in a safety or corner, defensive back, whatever you want to label him. I think Devon Wilson can get drafted. So, uh, listen, hopefully we get a couple guys drafted. Uh, it's what you always want every every upcoming draft is to see some UCF guys get drafted. And hopefully we get back to that because it's been some years um, that we haven't had, you know, the number of guys that we would like to see. But I think, I think very soon you'll start seeing a big group of guys. And hopefully it starts with this year. All right, guys. Shorter episode. Hopefully next week, again, we're getting more of a bigger picture. Hopefully Nick and Rob will join me next week. Um, please put your comments down below. I want to hear what your kind of thoughts. It's going to be a very long spring. We're almost only two weeks away from this spring game. So should be really exciting. Uh, and, and yeah, again, more exciting announcements coming soon. Uh, and this has been Charge On presented by Bet Online. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.